the Guys From Podcast, just two guys answering the internet's questions. I'm Sean Cordingly. And I'm David R. Smith. Today's topic comes from Marie. She's asked us to talk about our most hated sequels. Yay! We've had this one on the back burner for a while. Yeah. Because it really is not time sensitive. Exactly. And Sean and I both had rough weekends, and so we've decided that we just needed to bitch about something today. We're also on a tight schedule, also which bad. means that we're like, okay, we don't have the time to put together a top ten. We have all of your top tens. We're looking at them. We didn't really have time to do trailer reactions like yeah. we wanted to. And yes, we know that we still have the 40s and 30s to do. And the 2000s. And the 2000s. And we're getting there. I just need to watch some more 40s movies. Yep. Because right now, it's like 90% Disney, so yeah. I need to expand my 40s a little bit. <laughs> and, and Dave's people. TVR is groaning with great movies. It really is. It's just busting at the seams for these movies to be watched. Simpsons reference in under a minute. Nice. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> Although it should have been a TiVo, but... Whatever. TiVos don't exist anymore, do they? I don't know. I never really had them up no, here. No, it was always an American thing. Yeah. Now it's just it's just a DVR or PVR yeah. or whatever. I don't... We get them from the cable company at yeah. this point. Meh. Yeah, so... I'm happy with what I've got. Great. Just like you were the first time you sat down and watched that sweet, sweet Boondock Saints <laughs> to All Saints Day. You guys had to know this was going to be on here. That's why we're doing it first. Yeah. We complained about this movie all the time. We talk about other sequels boondocking original movies. Mm-hmm. So That's what this is from. <laughs> like the most... One of the most highly anticipated sequels... For us. For us. I know, because Boondock Saints is more... It's not a huge movie. No. It's not super well-known. It's got a niche market. I think it's more well-known... It's a cult favorite, for sure, I think. Yeah. And, like, I think... I don't know, maybe it's just the people that I associate with, but a lot of people I know have seen it. Yeah. But it's, you know, our generation... Mostly our generation, I think. Yeah, and that's where it is. I don't think it's the generation after us, and it's certainly not the generation before us. So it's, you know, the 1978 to 1990 sort of generation, I think, that that has watched that movie. So for our generation, Boondock Saints 2, All Saints Day, was highly anticipated. So I finally got it. I PBR'd. I was like, oh, this is going to be great. And it came a decade after the first Mm -hmm. movie. Because the first movie came out when we were in high school-ish. Yeah, and I didn't see it until I was in university. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. I I went to a friend's place in high school and we watched it. Okay. Yeah, so it... Just let me do the the double check here. Yeah, because it was like 2001, I think. 1999. Boondock Saints came out in 99. Oh, okay. Yeah, and the Boondock Saints 2 All Saints Day came out in 2009. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. So, oh, you already looked it up. Yeah. Look at you go. Okay, yeah. So I was grade 10 when it came out, but I didn't see it until, yeah, my first year of university. So three and a half years after it came out. Okay, yeah. I saw it, I think, when I was like 16, 17, something like that. Okay. But the first time I saw it, I loved it. Yeah. So, you know, and waiting 10 years and, oh, God, I hope Trainspotting 2 doesn't boondock Trainspotting. <laughs> the McManus Brothers, here's the, the, the summary to see if it, it refreshes your, oh. your memories. The I'm Mc- glad I'm eating a mint right now because I would have a really bad taste <laughs> in my mouth otherwise. The McManus Brothers, the lead characters from the first one, who Connor are essentially Murphy, yeah. assassin, sort of? Yeah. Hitmen, Small time gangsters. Yeah, they weren't like they they weren't hired hitmen. They no. they just killed people that they thought vigilantes. Were bad. Yeah, there you go. That's the word yeah. I needed. 
So the McManus brothers, they're vigilantes. I like how we both took a pause there just yeah. to reflect on the fact that we got it. Ah, that's that's refreshing. Yeah, I feel good now. Uh, the McManus brothers are living a quiet life in Ireland with their father, which I totally forgot because yeah. I blocked most of this movie out of my head. I forgot that they were in Ireland. I just remember Billy Connolly from the original one. But but when they learn that their beloved priest has been killed by mob forces, they go back to Boston to bring justice to those responsible and avenge the priest. Man, I don't remember any of that. Right? I remember the... Sounds like you need to watch it again. (laughs) See, and that's the problem, because it's just, it was so bad that, like, I just, I don't remember anything about it. Other than the scene at what was supposed to be the the garden. The TD garden scene. Yeah. Yeah. Where Rocco's like giving him this pep talk and then, you know, the center ice is like supposed to be TD Garden and clearly it was a community rank. Yeah, because there were, what, 4,000 seats tops? If that, yeah. It was just like, this is not TD Garden. No. No, it is not. Guess you couldn't get it, huh? Yeah. Awesome. And like, I remember some sort of, I think it was supposed to be the big shootout at like a greenhouse sort of thing. Like a mobster's... Yeah, I think it was a greenhouse. The mobster's, like, garden or whatever. He was big into flowers. Orchids, maybe? Sure. Yeah. It's the standard mafia trope of the front is flowers and he likes flower, blah, 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 florist. Okay, great. Notwithstanding, it was... I've blocked a lot of that out. (laughs) That's why we're bringing it back. Thanks, Marie. <laughs> Boondocking the podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's um, it was bad. It was it was really bad. And no, uh, not to mention the fact, I suppose, not wanting to spoil Boondock Saints, which now nineteen ninety nine. But if you haven't seen it yet, surprise, yeah. Rocco's dead. Yeah. So that pep talk is from a ghost because they're getting drunk at an ice rink. Yeah. In Boston. Yeah. By themselves. Shocking that they wouldn't be allowed on TD Gardens, drunk, and by themselves. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's just... It's, it's bad. It's so bad. I don't think we should dwell on Boondock nope. Saints we got a whole other list here, and time is becoming more and more precious to us today, because, you know... Service phone calls. <laughs> yeah. You guys don't know, because of the beauty of editing... But Sean just had a nice 10-minute phone call from a cable provider Yep. right in the middle of this. Yep. Which is just awesome. On a day where we're already crunched for time. Yeah. Just always the way it goes. And the always the best part is being somebody who understands technology when they ask something and they're prepping to go into their spiel and being like, oh, yeah, I understand that, but I don't have an output that will handle that capacity. They're like, oh, <laughs> well, it would still be good for this. Ruffle, 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 trying to get to yeah. the next page. Oh, uh, uh, well, the, the modem will increase your coverage. Uh-huh. Um, we can give you a better TV. Or better. I'll, I'll take a better TV. <laughs> oh, crap, that wasn't part of the deal. So. Oh, yeah, oh. okay. So we're, we kind of got sidetracked here. Yeah. Boondock Saints. We just have to let... State, awful, terrible. Worst sequel? Even looking at that list, have have you ever come across a sequel that is worse and has done more damage to the original than Boondock Saints 2? Like, I've seen most of the Jaws sequels. Mm-hmm. I still love Jaws. Sure. The original Jaws is still in my top 
as far as I know, as of right now, not to spoil the top 100 movie lists we're going to do next year, but... <gasps> Dave's so looking forward to it. I am. I just need to start working on that. Yeah, it's a lot of work. Uh, but the, the Jaws sequels haven't affected your love of the original. No, Dumb Michael, and Dumber Michael too. Kane wanted a house in yeah. Hawaii. And he wanted to go to Hawaii and he wanted to buy a new house. Fine. Yeah. So he makes a crappy movie where you see the shark too much. Have you seen any of the Jaws no. sequels? That's basically all it is. The, they show... Spielberg understood that Bruce was not good. Like, mm-hmm. you can't show that shark a lot, but not seeing the shark is what makes Jaws scary. Whereas sure. in later ones, it's just like, it's basically a plastic shark leaping at things Jeez. the entire time. Kerploding for no reason. Racing a plane. So <laughs> she, she leaves Amity Island and goes to, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, Twitter, but I, she goes somewhere in the Caribbean. I think it's the... Bahamas okay. or something like that. She goes there and the shark beats her. <laughs> so the shark goes from Amity Island to the Caribbean faster than the jet she took from Amity Island to the Caribbean. Did she leave right from Amity Island? Like what? Maybe she had like a four hour delay. Like she had a layover somewhere. Even a four hour delay is a <laughs> bit of a push for a shark swimming from the Northeast <laughs> to the Caribbean. <laughs> Well, and also, how did he know where she was going? He didn't. He just guessed? Uh, no, technically, it was some sort of familial vendetta. It was like a son of Jaws getting back at the person connected to Brody. Sure. Vengeance, Dave. Obviously. The shark knew because vengeance. Great, okay. But the point being, none of those terrible, terrible Jaws sequels, or even the fun ones, because they're fun for being stupid, schlocky, sure. bad shark movies ruined Jaws. Jaws right. is still one of the best movies ever made as far as I'm concerned. Boondock Saints 2, I don't think I've watched Boondock Saints since I saw Boondock Saints 2. I have, but I used to watch it every couple months, and now it's like, oh, I haven't watched that for a while. Maybe I'll watch that. And it's drastically different. <clears throat> I will say, like, because Dumb and Dumber 2, same thing. I watched Dumb and Dumber 2 in the theater because it's like, all right, it's a sequel to Dumb and Dumber. It's, I, I refused... To dumb like, and dumber boycotted Dumb and Dumber er when right. Harry met Lloyd because it wasn't the Fairley brothers, it wasn't Jeff Daniels and Jim Carrey. Right. There was a lot about it that seemed unnecessary. Yeah. So I didn't watch it. Now I like the concept, but it wasn't the Fairleys. It's like I'm not. No, that doesn't. No, I'm not. I'm not doing this. So I don't watch Dumb and Dumber two because it was the the band was back together for lack of a better term and and it wasn't good. No. But. It didn't ruin my love of Dumb and Dumber. Right. Because I love Dumb and Dumber. It just... It, it was another unnecessary sequel. Unnecessary, yeah. sure. Bad, yes. But it didn't ruin it, exactly. And that, no. I don't think... Yeah, I don't think anything on here has ruined... Has no. made me think less of the first movie mm-hmm. the way that Boondock Saints 2 did to Boondock Saints. Yeah. Like... I mean, Crystal Skull, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Yep. I remember being so pumped about that movie. It was okay until the end. Yes. Not great. Yes. But okay. Shia LaBeouf, fine. You know what? I don't mind him. I think I like him more as an actor than a lot of people. And I don't love him as an actor. But there's some things I'm like, you know what? You're crazy, but... In this, it kind of worked. Yeah. It was the weird kind of greaser 
50s dude. Exactly. Okay, I can buy that. Hmm. I I had issues with the CG, but that's, you know, that's George Lucas just doing CG whenever he can. Yeah. And then that end was just so... So bad. So disappointing. It was so bad. (sighs) It doesn't make sense as to why it was in that movie. Because it just, it stripped everything away from Indiana Jones that made Indiana Jones great. Mm-hmm. And just kind of slapped, here's an ending. Hope you liked it. Yeah. That's one of those, this is one of those situations where I just pretend, when people ask me about my favorite trilogies, I still consider Indiana Jones one of my favorite trilogies because I don't count the fourth one. It's the original three, and that's it. Yeah. But you can't. I know. It would be like if I ignored Alien Resurrection. Right. I can't. It's yeah. there. Now we're getting a sixth one if we count Prometheus? Well, and that's the problem, right? Is, I mean, there are now now movies that we, were trilogies are starting to get more. Yeah. Just like... But now it's not a trilogy. There's something so pure about a trilogy, and then you get the quadrilogy, and it's like, eh... Just doesn't even sound the same. Doesn't roll off the tongue the same way. It's true. Anyway, Crystal Skull again didn't ruin Indiana Jones for me. No, I could still watch Raiders. Yeah. Oh Easy. yeah, Raiders. I mean, if you're getting into it, Temple of the Doom was also not a great sequel. No, but yeah. I wouldn't say like we... technically prequel, but yes. Sure, sequel to sequel in terms of when it was made, but prequel in terms of time and the indie storyline. Yes. Yes. That said. I don't hate Temple of Doom. I actually really no? like the movie. If it wasn't for Kate Capshaw, it would probably be my favorite of the of the three. Yeah. I mean, the other... T- it's just so dark. Versus, like, Raiders and, and uh, Last Crusade are... They're a little bit more lighthearted. In parts, In yes. parts. I think... But, like, Temple of Doom is so dark kind of all the way through. It's just... I don't know. There's something yeah. about that one that, that I really like that edge that it has, but Kate Capshaw ruins it. So one could contest that as far as sequels go, that I I dislike Temple because of Kate Capshaw, but... But even that, it's not that bad. No, exactly. It's certainly not anywhere on this list. Crystal Skull, no. yes. Temple yeah. of Doom, absolutely not. No reason for it to be on there. No. No. Not like Jurassic Park 3. Oh, man. Now, we did research for this, where it's like pe- disappointing sequels and like people's choice of the worst sequels of all time. Yeah. A lot of people pick Jurassic Park 2, The Lost the World. The Lost World. The Lost World wasn't that bad. Not that bad. It's not three bad. The Lost World was the one where Vince they Vaughn. brought they brought the the dinosaurs back to the to the to mainland, San Diego. Right? Yeah, yeah, okay. The guy, the nephew or whatever who took over Ingen after Hammond stepped down. Yeah, goes to uh, Ilsa. Uh, is it not Nublar? Whatever. He goes to the the other island, right? To where there were dinosaurs. Okay. And Julianne yeah. Moore is there already researching sure. them. Okay. Right? Because that's Jeff Goldblum's, that's Dr. Malcolm's love interest. In Julianne Moore? Yes. Oh, yeah. It's Taya Leone who's with, who was, yeah. That's three. Yeah. No. Okay, that's, yes. That's yes. three. She was already there. Yes, yes, yes. yes, yes. I remember that. So yeah. then it's 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 Dr. Malcolm and his daughter. Yeah. And Vince Vaughn, the eco-terrorist. Right. <laughs> it does sound pretty absurd. But... But it, it was okay. wasn't that bad. No, it was okay. It wasn't bad. Like it, 
kind of gave San Diego their own Godzilla sort of story when the dinosaur starts running around San Diego. Like, yeah, drinking in a pool yeah, and wandering it was, around. It was okay. It wasn't bad. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't terrible. Three was terrible. Three was awful. It was so bad. But they got Dr. Grant back, so yeah. my hopes were high. Totally. I think that's it. Whereas, like, with Jurassic Park 2 The Lost World, they were doing the story where it's like, part of the company is trying to bring them to, like, a, yeah. a part because, oh, it, it doesn't make sense to have them in Costa Rica. That's going to cost too much. So let's have, like, a wildlife experience in San Diego with yeah. the San Diego Zoo and all that sort of stuff. And so they send, like, a hunter in to capture them and, like, big game hunting. So they kind of, they made a different movie. Yeah. But it was still fine. Three <laughs> was... Kid lost on island, parents convince Dr. Grant to go back. Yeah. Dr. Grant has dream about talking raptor. Weird oh. shapeshifty. Yeah, that's the one where it's there's the talking dinosaur in the plane. Oh, I forgot all about that. <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> and then Dr. Grant's like uh, teaching, like TA or intern or whatever, steals the pterodactyl egg for reasons because oh, yeah. he's like for science or tuition money or science and it was never really clear and yeah. then everyone's surprised yeah so then they give the egg back and that, that was, solves things yeah yeah and they, like I'm not th- I love William H. Macy yeah and he often plays a wiener in, mo- in movies like yep it's just kind of the character that he plays which is one of the reasons why I really like him in, in uh, Shameless because he's the complete opposite completely of that completely not yeah but how he and Taya Leone how, how they ever decided that those would that would be the couple I was like look I know you're trying to find a vehicle for Taya Leone but I do not believe for a second that she would marry William H. Macy and that they would then be broke, but able to fake their way into being super rich to convince Dr. Grant to go save their kid who went paragliding onto the island accidentally. Yeah. So how these lists talked about Jurassic, the Lost World, Jurassic Park, but didn't... None of them mentioned three. None of them mentioned three. And I don't know if it's because people were so disappointed in two, expecting another one, which is silly because there's a the there is a Lost World book. While it wasn't super close to the movie, it had parts. Yeah. So it kind of made some sense. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> the third was just like, well, it was crap. <laughs> this one, the the first two did well enough. I bet you we can milk a third one. See, but like again, they got Doctor Grant. And Stadler, because she's in it briefly, remember? Because that's who oh, yeah. Dr. Grant phones on the yep. sat phone. He yep. tries to get Ellie on the phone, and she hears the, the roaring and has the yep. PTSD freak out, which was a, an interesting idea, but it was so buried in crap by that point that it didn't matter. Which is why Jurassic World was so impressive, where it's just like, okay, we're going to try this. Well, they kind of just pretended that the first, that the second and the third didn't happen. No, I think they acknowledged that the second one happened. Maybe they did. I to can't po- remember. To a point, yeah. they kind of have to, where it's like, sure. okay, we've stepped in, we're fixing this. They're already in the world. We don't have a choice. Yeah. So let's do it this way. Yeah. Yeah, they just kind of circumvented the the third one. Yeah. And, uh... Because it has no bearing on anything as far as canon goes. No, Dr. Exactly. Grant goes back, saves kid, leaves. Or I saved you two hours. Yeah. So it's just like... <laughs> 
Yeah, it yeah. was it was it was an unnecessary sequel. It was boring and just yeah. And there's a talking dinosaur in it. Yeah, Alan. Really, really weird. Why? <laughs> I got all about that. And I get it. It's a dream. Fine, but still, there's not even. <sighs> yeah. So many of these movies do that. <laughs> it's like that doesn't. Why is this? Uh, uh. So the fun thing about sequels is because of how long it takes me to see movies. I don't, when people talk about how bad sequels are, sometimes I just don't watch them. So there's a lot on here that Sean has seen that I haven't. I'm just like, and we were going through this, I was like, oh yeah, did you see that? I was like, no. Did you see this one? <laughs> no. Like, there's a bunch of movies where I'm just like, I've heard from enough people whose opinions I trust right. to be like, no, you don't need to see Actually, I've seen quite a few of these. Speed 2. Well, you don't need to see Speed 2. We did kind of counter out to make sure that you yeah. had seen most of them so we could just have a conversation. But yeah, Speed 2 doesn't need to exist. It's on a cruise ship. Great. Well, and it's not Canoe, right? No, it's yeah. not. Sandra Bullock's back. Yeah, because she was kind of the darling of the 90s, and it made sense. Like, okay, well, let's find something else for we Sandra Bullock. We got Speed and... 2. Yeah. Yeah, now it's on a boat. Yeah, the that bus that couldn't stop. slow down, too. But, I mean... At the end of Speed, she and Jack? I think his name's Jack. Sure. They hook up. Yeah, it didn't work out. Clearly. Be disappointed in their happy ending not working. <laughs> oh, and by the way, boats aren't that fast. Yeah. Well, I mean, boats can be. Cruise ships. It's uh, on a cruise ship? Yeah. It's on a large boat. What? It's on a ship. It's not like speed boat. Because that, you know... Makes sense. Exactly. No, it's... It, but there... You, how do you have passengers, right? Because the bus had the passengers on it. Right. And that was important because then there's hostages, right? Sure. So if it's just Sandra Bullock and some... I don't remember who it was. Let's say Matt Dillon. Matt Dillon on a, on a speedboat, that uh-huh. doesn't have the same stakes that a cruise ship has, right? But sure. a cruise ship is going eight knots. Yeah. Into a... Like, oh no, the pier... <laughs> it's going to it's going to destroy the pier you're actually kind of close with Matt Dillon really? Jason Patrick just one of those like kind of looks like Matt Dillon yeah okay. and one of those guys from the 90s who kind of hung around and didn't do a whole lot but also everybody knew who he was yeah also there's a family guy reference there oh yeah I guess Jason Patrick <laughs> oh Willem Dafoe is in it he must be the bad guy I think so that makes sense. Because really, as we learn in both of those movies, Speed and Speed 2 Cruise Control, the villain is the best actor. Like... Sandra Bullock's a good actor. I, I mean, as far as the males go. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah. Because, like, you have Jason Patrick and Willem Dafoe, but you also have Keanu Reeves and Dennis Hopper. Yeah. Like, yeah. Nothing against Keanu Reeves. He's quite good in Speed. Yeah. I mean... Or in another movie we're going to talk about soon. Yes. Well, that's good foreshadowing. That's the sort of movie where it was perfect for him. Yeah. Because he's kind of playing like a macho dude and like he doesn't... It didn't take a lot of acting chops. It's not like watching him in Speed was not nearly as painful as watching him in Much Ado About Nothing. Or Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yeah. 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 Like... There are some things where, you know, he was great in Bill and Ted. Yeah. Because he was great as Bill or Ted. John Wick? Awesome. 
Is that a movie? Yes. I haven't seen that one. Uh, it's called John Wick. Oh, okay. It came out two years ago. Does he play John Wick? Yes. Okay. Um, essentially, he is, he is a retired assassin, like the best mob assassin there was. Okay. And uh, a gangster's idiot kid goes in and thanks him an easy mark because of his car. He has a super nice car. Oh. So goes in and kills his dog. So the rest of the movie is Keanu Reeves as John Wick killing everyone in that mob systematically because they killed his cool. dog. It's really good. Very cool. And you I should see it. I will. Yeah. And I have nothing against Keanu Reeves. Like I like a lot of his movies. But it's just like he was great as the guy in Point Break. Yeah. And in Speaking in of speed. unnecessary reboots, I think uh, somebody else asked for that. We have that written down. Don't unnecessary worry. Unnecessary reboots? Person who asked us for worst reboots or worst remakes. We have... That's we on get, the list. We're we can ask that like once a year. And yeah. I think we keep finding more well, to talk about. like this year there's Lethal Weapon and TV Rush series. Hour. Yeah, yeah. I know those are TV series, but like... <sighs> well, there was a Point Break remake. Yeah. Why? I don't know. That movie was good enough on its own. It really did. I mean, the concept was so simple. You didn't need a second point break. No. We'll get to that on a different different podcast. But you did allude to another Canoe Reeves movie. Yep. So let's talk about those Matrix movies. Yep. I haven't... Revolutions? Was that the third one? Uh, sure. Matrix, Matrix Reloaded, then Matrix Revolutions? Yes. I saw the... I saw Reloaded. Okay. And it wasn't bad. Scene on the highway? Amazing. Twins? Yeah. Kind of cool. Yeah. After that, okay. The the big fight with between him and all the Agent Smiths. Sure. I kind of like that. Like yeah. there were some some really fun moments in the movie. It wasn't quite as mind blowing as the original Matrix. Right. But now, did the Wachowski siblings always intend on making three? I don't know. I think because it seemed like usually when you know that there's a movie like, but with the end of the first one. When he knows he is then, spoilers, I guess, to the Matrix, er. Yeah. <laughs> now I have to run that entire scene in my head. The Titus scene? Yeah. Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> when he knows he's the one and then flies off, it kind of makes sense that it's like, okay, now it's the fight against the machines. Yeah. Now I feel like it's one of those, to me, it seemed like one of those movies where it was, I think they wanted to make one. See how it does, but keep it open in case it would. Was in case it did that great, there could be a sequel. Yeah, because then they made the next two sequentially, super they, quick. They they kind of released one right after the other. Yeah, and yeah, like so. So I think with the original, it, there was some some mystery to it. And it was a really fun movie. I really enjoyed it. And then that second one was like, oh, okay. What about the rave? Yeah, the rave yeah, that, that was, was like eight minutes long. Yeah, and everyone's in brown in brown lighting. Yeah. So that movie had some moments, but then that third one came out, and again, everybody went and saw it in the theaters, and because, because I'm it, a loser and never went and saw it in the theaters, I've never seen it. It was a Matrix movie. You might as well. You've invested that much time as it is. It's going to be pretty. At the very sure. least, they revolutionized how to do some action. Absolutely. For a little while there, that the multi-camera setup, which they didn't actually invent. Um <laughs> It's in House of the Dead first. Oh. They took it from a terrible, terrible horror movie called House of the Dead based on the video game. Oh, yeah. Okay. That the multi-camera setup to do the like the Matrix kind of rotate thing. Oh yeah, that's yeah. In House of the Dead first. Oh, huh. yeah. Cool. 
I think. I'm pretty sure it's House of the Dead. Someone will correct me if I'm wrong. Sure. But there is a, a horror movie that did something along that lines first, and then they just kind of perfected it, like how to use it. Right. And then everyone overused it for about six to eight years. And right. Now it's thankfully gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the third one, yeah, they really hit the Christ allegory hard. That's like, what I what I hard. heard. Like, like oh. Okay, the oracle's a lot more important than I thought. Oh, really? I guess. Hey, the architect's back. Oh, Everybody loved that architect. Uh... Architect. It's like, I am the architect. You're an old guy sitting in a room of TVs. With a white suit? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Who's also the heart of Walmart? Oh, yeah. <laughs> in South Park? <laughs> Yes, I can yes. take many forms. And he, like, puts on a mustache and, like, a boater hat. <laughs> Dancing. Yeah. Wonderful. Awful. Yeah. Not as... Although, they weren't as bad as, say, Jurassic Park 3. No. Or Boondock Saints 2. Well, and that's, like, these... Or the, the Jaws is. No, the movies that we're talking about here, it's kind of a sliding scale. Like, some of them, they're just bad sequels. But, like, yeah. we just felt like they deserved to be talked about. Yeah. <clears throat> like Batman and Robin. Do they deserve to be talked about? Well, <laughs> when we're talking about a list of crappy movies, yes. Okay. So Clune <laughs> as Batman was okay. He was he was an alright Batman. Yeah. Chris O'Donnell's Robin. Cause he was in Chris O'Donnell's Robin was also in Batman Forever. Yes, because Batman and Robin added Alicia Silverstone's as Batgirl. Batgirl. Yeah. Where it, yeah. Because those were both Schumacher? Yes. Batman Forever. Yeah. And then, yeah, because I liked, I mean, Batman and Batman Returns, I love those movies. I, I like them both. Sure. The Tim Burtons. Yeah, the Tim Burtons are great. All the all the, the Christopher Nolan's. Nolan ones are yep. great. I didn't mind Batman Forever. It was okay. I like Tommy Lee Jones's Two Face was interesting, and Jim Carrey's Riddler was kind of fun. Yeah, they went a weird way with Riddler. Yeah, which I didn't dislike. No, it was very comic booky. Yeah, I liked the villain, so that was that was okay. And I mean, like Val Kilmer wasn't an awful Batman, but that was who was better, Val Kilmer or Clooney? Who was the better Batman? I would say probably Clooney. Even though the script is worse, the story is worse, and the movie is worse. Yeah. Clunetang's a better Batman. Yeah. Yeah. For those of you who don't remember, Clunetang is an American dad reference and the way I always refer to George Clooney. I've started at my family, too. Have you? Yeah. Awesome. I've been, like, Keanu Reeves, I've been calling him Canoe Reeves since about grade nine. Right. And so it's just one of those things when you start calling somebody something like that, it's just like... Yeah. Well, and now my family has started calling him Canoe as well, and it makes me so that's happy. That's awesome. I can't wait for like a year from now when you're, when you're talking to your brother and he says Clunetang. Yeah. I will be very happy. I will let you know as soon as that happens. <laughs> like, Sean! Oh my God, Sean! <laughs> so yeah, Clooney was better as as Batman, but the movie was just uh, Poison Ivy and Mr. Freeze. Oh. oh, God. And they weren't bad at it. Uma Thurman's Poison Ivy was okay. Yeah. Arnie was Arnie playing Mr. Freeze, and it's Mr. Freeze with all of the ice puns you can handle. Yeah. And Mr. Freeze is actually, like, when you know more about Mr. Freeze, he's actually a fairly interesting character. Is that right? Yeah. It's just they turned him into so much of a cartoon that it's like, oh. Right. Okay. Well, I mean, that was kind of... 
Arnie still does some stuff, but like that yep. was kind of right towards when he was about to be elected, and I think. Yeah, what is that, 97? Something like that. So, I, yeah. But, I mean, he was kind of coming out off... He was no longer... Like, he had done Predator and and the Terminator movies, and, yep. you know, he'd kind of done some of those action ones, and so he was trying to do something different, I guess. And, and the total recalls. Yeah, and... he, his appeal wasn't quite as strong. No, that not that said, like, he was still popular. Like, I think that was about the same time as he did True Lies, and True Lies is awesome. Yeah, it really is. I love that movie. Spoiler, that might be one of my, like... I don't know if you'd call that an action movie, but if you do, then I would put that on my probably on my top I ten. I think so. Yeah. Well, we we might do a thriller section too. I don't know where you'd point. put True Lies. Anyway, whatever category it would fall into would probably be in my top ten because you know, spoiler alert, I like that movie. Yeah, fair enough. Anyway, we have to go for an ad. We should go for an ad. Okay, and then we will come back to complain about more sequels. Uh, so the second half of this list is brought to you by Gamlor the Destructor. Praise Gamlor. That's it. Just praise Gamlor. <laughs> Do it. Do it. And we're back. Yay. Now we've kind of saved some of the really good ones for the second half. And the really good, I mean like really bad, but also like Star Wars. Can we just talk about The Phantom Menace? Does that count as a sequel? Because technically, it's after the first three Star Wars. It could be, if you like. Although I hate Attack of the Clones more, which is a sequel to Phantom Menace. So right. We so we could talk about that as well. I just yeah. know on, on some of the lists when we were researching, it's like Phantom Menace. And then some just put Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, Return of the Sith. Revenge, Revenge. of the Sith. Yeah. Return Re- of the Jedi, Return- Revenge of the Sith. Right. Now, was I, I didn't... I've only seen Clones and Sith once. Okay. And that was back when we were living together, because you're like, you haven't seen these, you should watch them. Just to yeah. watch. So and you've seen them, so you can have that conversation. Exactly. Yep. I don't remember Sith being that bad. It's the best of the first three. Yeah. It's okay. Okay. I still kind of enjoy it. Yeah. It kind of sets up A New Hope, so it's like... Ish, yeah. Ish. Well, because there's still a bunch of time in between, right? But 20-ish years, so yes. But at least... <laughs> sets Darth Vader on the path and everything, right? Like, yeah, well, yeah. he's Darth Vader by the end, spoilers. So Yeah. So, I mean, you get that part, so at least he's he's there. Yeah. And I I don't know how many times I've seen Phantom Menace. A few. Okay. Just because it came out, I was grade 10, I think. Yeah, it was 99, 98, yeah. something there. Yeah, and so I remember watching it and... I was in grade 8, so... And yeah. I'm two years old. You're 85? You were yeah. born 85? Yeah, so... Yeah, I was grade 10 when it came out, and like, I think I watched it in the theater, and then it was just a new Star Wars, and so like, okay, I'll watch it, you know, something new, and I, I've watched it again since, a few times, I'm sure, because it's on, it's not good. No, it's not but, good. It's so not good. Natalie Portman was in it, and I had a crush on Natalie Portman. Sure. And so that helped me a lot in watching that. Okay, yeah. Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. Ewan McGregor. Like, like we some... said last week, never his fault a movie is bad. He always does whatever he can. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I will say, I can't remember the guy who plays him, but Darth Maul was a cool character. Yep. That's why Phantom Menace was cool, because he had Darth Maul with like the, the double-edged lightsaber, yep. and he could do some really cool tricks. Yeah. So, like, and he just looked badass. So that character was, made that movie tolerable. Yeah, because you could get past, and like Jake Lloyd, that was the kid mm-hmm. who played Anakin, yeah. not 
awful. He was a kid. Yeah. Like, that's, the script is not good, because the script wasn't good. Right. But he was fine. Yeah. But whenever he was on screen, it usually meant that Jar Jar was there. That wasn't okay. <laughs> that was not okay. Yeah. I get that they kind of made it his fault that the Empire happens. I get it. That helps a little bit, but not quite enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I get that he was supposed to be like, he is there for the kids. He is the connector for kids because there was always something for kids. Like, we've talked about Star Wars enough. Yeah. Where it's been like, yeah, I got into it when I was like six. So you need something like that. But what is, like, there's no Jar Jar in A New Hope. No. I didn't need something like that. It was like, here's this teenager who is being lifted out of his life and into this grand thing. Totally. So, but in this one, instead, we had a pod race and, uh, like, comic relief and some really weirdly racist factions and a disposable droid army. Yeah. But two's worse. Because you get Hayden Christensen. Yep. And he's an, like, he's an Edmonton kid, so... Yeah? I, I feel bad saying this, but he was so bad. I've actually seen some interesting perspectives on... The amount of whining he does okay. may have been a choice based on the amount of whining Luke Hamill does in A New Hope. If you watch A New Hope and really Mark watch... Hamill. Mark Hamill, thank you. <laughs> Luke Skywalker, Mark yeah. Hamill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I obviously know that, but thank yeah. you for catching I was just it. like, wait, that doesn't sound that, right. Yeah. I was already on to the... Yeah. But if you watch Mark Hamill play Luke, especially before he leaves... Right. Like, or before... They get to the Death Star and all that sort of mm-hmm. stuff. It's like, but I was going to go get power converters. Oh, no, that is, I have to go home. That is I'll true. never do this. If you actually watch it, he may have been making choices there, but it was so wooden. Right. That, oh. Yeah. And I've seen, God. I'm sure I've seen uh, Hayden Christensen in other things. Okay. I... I, I'm not sure what. I don't know if I... Maybe not. I just know he was... He has since been in other things. Oh, he was in New York, I Love You. I've technically seen him in that. Okay. Maybe that was it. But, like, I feel like his reputation is unjust. Because I think he, he probably could be decent. Yeah, I don't think it a... was... It wasn't all his fault. Yeah. There were a lot of problems with two. A lot of problems. <laughs> Such as, go on. Uh, Sean just takes a deep breath and just rattles him off. I've been waiting for a platform for this for years. If I had been, we would have done it before episode 143. Uh, the last 45 minutes, which is a, distro- a disposable clone army fighting a disposable droid army. You have no stakes at all in the entire 45-minute climax of the scene, which is... Robots inter- versus robots, right? Yeah, uh, robots versus clones. Right. So robots versus clones that were raised only to die as soldiers. Right. For Cypher Dias on... Gen- I won't go that far into the weeds. Dave started to glaze over, so I'm, I'm sticking <laughs> with the points. There was that three-minute scene where Hayden Christensen used the Force to cut a pear, which was awesome. He talks about slaughtering all of those sand people because of his mom. And then the next scene with Natalie Portman is Natalie Portman saying, I love you, as they're going into that gladiator forum thing. Right. Where the weird 
terrible CGI monsters are going to attack them and attack Natalie Portman's clothes in very specific manners to make sure that she isn't showing anything, but she's showing more skin than she was when she went in. Right, sure. Do you want me to keep No, going? that's fine. Okay. <laughs> the, the three, just as a collective, are so, so much worse than the original. Yep. And worse than... Uh, Seven? Yeah. Much. I can't Much worse I than Force say Awakens. Rogue One, but I'm like, no, that's wrong. Force Awakens. Force Awakens, yeah. right. Thank you. You can tell where my brain's at. I'm like, okay, like one more month until Rogue yes. One comes out. Oh my God, like one more month until Rogue One comes out. Not even. Not even. Weeks. Yeah. I was talking to my dad on the phone last night, and he was saying, oh, we're going to Mexico on December 6th. I was like, that's cool. And he was saying how it's, you know, it's... He was. It kind of snuck up, and all of a sudden, it's like two weeks away. And that's the same. I feel the same way about Rogue One. It's just like, yeah, okay, yeah. It'll. It's in December. And I'm like, damn, December's like a week and a half away. A new TV spot dropped in a couple weeks ago. Oh yeah. Or no, this week. This week. Oh. So great. Yeah. More palm tree stuff. More <sighs> giant fight. More. Yep. I'm in. <laughs> yeah. After watching what they did with Force Awakens. And knowing that they haven't boondocked it? Yep. <laughs> Although it's not technically a sequel to anything. This is like a prequel to A New Hope. Sure. I just mean technically. like... I just know that Disney has now like... Disney's proven themselves once. Although it was J.J. Abrams. Sure. But still, it's the guy who did Godzilla. So, worst case scenario, it's like Godzilla, which was a fine movie. Yeah. But I just mean like Disney, yeah, with Disney at the helm now, I feel like there's a little bit more. Well, they're, it's different writers and they're letting different people try different things. Right. So yeah. yeah. Anyway, we have to go back to talking about sequels that suck. Right. Where do you want to go to now? There's just so many places we can go. How many Pirates movies have you seen? A, few, a couple. Okay. I saw the one, obviously the first one. I've seen so it a bunch of So you've seen Curse of the Bra- yeah. Black Pearl. Yep. What's the second one? Davy Jones? Yep. I can't remember who played him, but he had, like, the really weird-looking... Uh, Bill Nye? Did he? Yeah. Wow, damn. Good for him. Pretty sure. Okay. Um, I think I've seen the third one, but how many are there? Like, 17 now? Five comes out next yeah, year. Yeah, okay, that's so what I thought. So four. Yeah. yeah. So I don't think... I think I've seen the third one, but not the fourth one, because after the third one, it's like... The third one is where Orlando Bloom and Kara Knightley left. Like, after that, there's no more of them right their trilogy's over now it's just jack right and the guy from the west india company norrington oh oh yeah he's back don't worry oh god he's the worst part of the first one (laughs) yeah yeah. like i get that you're supposed to be kind of a dork and that's why kira knightley doesn't want anything doesn't want anything to do with him but like bringing him back Neat. Well, because... So you haven't seen the third one, you don't think? I think I've seen the third one, but not the fourth one. The one where Orlando Bloom becomes Davy Jones? Because he becomes Davy Jones? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I haven't. Because they kill Davy Jones at three, but the only way he'll survive is if you put his heart in the box, the heart box. Okay. It's not a heart-shaped box, sadly, but it is a box Classic. heart. Uh, so he puts his heart in there, so he becomes the new Davy Jones, so every however many years, he reappears. So the end of the third movie is the ship reappearing, and Kara Knightley's got their kid, who's like eight. 
Neat. Yeah. That's also the one that starts with Jack in Purgatory. Because he was eaten by the Kraken at the end of 2, right? Oh, God, I forgot about that. Oh, God, maybe that... I just saw the second one. So he gets eaten by the Kraken, and yeah. then because Calypso and stuff with Barbosa's back and through. Anyway, so, yeah, eaten by the Kraken, and then so he's in Purgatory in the sand, like the white salt sand wastes. Yep. (laughs) That's, that might be the closest to boondocking we've come so far. Because I have not watched The Curse of the Black Pearl anywhere near as much as I did before, like, three of them came out. Yeah, like, even the second one was just like, eh... Yeah, it was like, okay, yeah. I got what they were doing, at least with two. Sure. Three, I was lost. Well, Four kind of brings it back, because they've just acknowledged that, like, okay, we're going to do fun pirate-y stories. That's what the first one was! Again, so four kind of brings that back a bit, but right. at the same time, there's just so much there, and it's Johnny Depp almost doing a caricature of his character from the first one by that point, right. where it's like, okay, yeah, you got Oscar nominated for this, now you're just kind of doing the same thing again and again and hamming. Yeah. Now, is that him or is that the director or... Could be. Combination of both, maybe. Probably like, a combination of both because it's uh, not like Johnny Depp's been doing stellar work lately. I know. It's sad. It is sad. Like, the guy, for years, was one of the best character actors out there. And then all of a sudden, we get stuff like Mordecai and Pirates 3. And yeah. Yeah. Uh <laughs> just... I'm so glad we made ourselves sad again. I know. All that hopeful <laughs> Star Wars talk. Do we want to talk about some crappy Bonds? Sure. Yeah. Because. Poor Pierce Brosnan. I know. GoldenEye was so good. GoldenEye was so good. Like, it, it spawned one of the best video games of all time. Yeah. Some of that's nostalgia. I'll just let you know now, because it does not hold up, but yeah. No, I've played it recently, and I'm like, oh, that's <laughs> pretty bad. Yeah. But at Everybody the time, played GoldenEye. Everybody played it, and at the time, it was massive. Yeah. And GoldenEye was good, and then the second one was uh, Tomorrow Never Dies? I think so. Yes. Because The World Is Not Enough is three for him? And then Die Another Day. Die Another Day was last. Yeah. I did write that top or every James Bond movie ranked on the website <laughs> plug, which you should totally check out plug, because I totally have seen every Bond movie multiple times. Because uh... it was, it was, Famke Jensen was in Goldeneye? Yes, Famke Jensen is in Goldeneye. And then Terry Hatcher was in the second one, I think. Was in the, 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 the Tomorrow Never Dies, I think. And then The World Is Not Enough had. <sighs> Tomorrow Never Dies was the one about the media mogul who was trying to start the war right. in order to get ratings and power. <laughs> right. Uh, even that second one was just. Like, Golden Eye. <sighs> Like you look at the Daniel Craig Bonds, because he he was the next Bond after Brosnan, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. You look at those ones, and I mean, Casino Royale, great start to his to his Bond legacy. Sure. And then Quantum, Quantum eh. was okay. Yeah. 
Not great. But then... Uh, Skyfall is third. Yeah, Skyfall was... I, I like Skyfall. Yeah, it's in the top three. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay, and then does he have a fourth one? Yeah, Spectre. Spectre. I haven't seen Spectre yet. It's... I think it's available on demand for you. Okay. So, is it good? Yeah, it's better than Quantum. Okay. So, like... I enjoyed it more than a lot of people did, actually. Okay. From what I could judge. But... It's like a seven and a half out of ten for me, oh, okay. eight-ish. Like, I had a good time with it. The opening, the Day of the Dead opening, and I mean, like, Day of the Dead Mexico City oh, opening. yeah. Really cool. Oh, very cool. Yeah. So, you look at Daniel Craig's, and, like, he's done four Bond movies. And he's probably done. Yeah. Yeah. And those four, like, Quantum is... Quantum is the weakest. The weakest. Yeah. But you look at, at Brosnan's... And Goldeneye, awesome. Everything else, crap. Like they're just, and they kind of get lumped in. And I don't know how much of it. Like I liked Pierce Brosnan as Bond. Yeah, me too. I thought he was a cool Bond. He I very he, much was. It's just the the writers they were running out of stuff to to talk about or well because if I don't know if you remember this but the world is not enough is about an assassination of a billionaire by a terrorist who can't feel pain. That's this one. Right, yeah. A billionaire whose daughter needs protection, but totally doesn't, but kind of does, but you're totally supposed to believe she isn't going to betray Bond later because there's going to be a nuclear plan to irradiate places that produce oil to raise oil prices. That's The World Is Not Enough? Yeah, that was The World Is Not Enough. God, that's... I think my problem, like... That was the one with Denise Richards, right? Because she's the nuclear scientist, so the... Mm. That's got to be... I don't remember. They, you're right. I've seen every Bond movie. I've written about Bond movies, and I cannot remember the order of the Brosnans because it's just they're all. I know Die Another Day was last because it was the worst. Right. All well, no. I keep saying that, but it's because I block out the world is not enough from my brain. Right. Die Another Day was bad because of the Madonna theme song and the rest of it and the rest of it. Halle Berry and like, nothing against Halle no, Berry. No, no. Again, well, again nothing fine. against Pierce Brosnan. No. I think the problem is you look at Casino Royale and it has such a basic plot line. Yeah, and, it does. And you know he he, I mean other than the parkour at the beginning of the bond at the beginning of the movie, but like a lot of it, it was about the the poker game and trying to stop the shift shift shift. Yeah, yeah. that was that was what the what the movie was about. Right. These other ones, they're so convoluted. Yeah, and I think it's one of the reasons why it took me a long time to get into Bond movies. Was because I I started with the, the Brosnan ones because I never grew up watching any of the Connery ones or anything, right. and I just saw, assumed that all of them were that no yeah that bad intricate no. and no. that convoluted. And I was just like, why would I go back and watch Sean Connery Bonds if it's going to be all that? And then I since seen Golden Goldfinger and and Doctor No, and I'm like, oh, bad guy wants to irradiate gold to raise price of the or value of the gold he has. Yeah, that's the whole thing. Yeah, Doctor No. Nuclear attack to start a war. That's it. Yeah. Stealing the uh, Enigma. Uh, not Enigma. Is it Enigma? I don't what know. What was the real coding machine? Enigma. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't the Enigma. I don't remember what it was. Okay. And, but from Russia with Love, which is one of oh. my favorite early Bonds. Is that also Connery? Yeah. Okay. It's the second one ever. Oh. So yes. Okay. Uh, it's got it's got Robert Shaw in it, speaking of Jaws. Oh, nice. Um, he plays the... Uh, it's when Spectre starts getting worked in. The, oh, as okay. the major, like, the opponent to Bond right. is there's this counter and, like, evil organization. But all they're trying to do is get 
a coding machine out of Russia. Oh. That's it. That's the whole movie is cool. trying to get this coding machine back to MI6. That That's it. It's not a solar-powered diamond satellite that's going to destroy the DMZ between North and South Korea, which will then make this... That's Die Another Day, by the way. And that's the issue, as they're just so damned complicated. Yeah. Oh, just man, this it... person's with this, and this is going to happen, and then we're going to put the diamonds, because we have to steal diamonds, so it's a diamond heist, but actually it's for a satellite that's going to start a war with Korea. <laughs> oh, great. Just make a basic plot line. Yeah. And yeah. I think that was its undoing, was it was just like, they, they tried to get too fancy and too complicated, and like, all the gadgets that he had, and all like the, the super technological things, and like, you know, the... There's I, gadgets in all of them. Sure. But I felt like it was more about the gadgets, whereas, like... It became gadget-reliant. Yeah. Yeah, whereas Bond is like, oh, your watch has this noise in it, and this briefcase, if you don't click it this way, will release poisonous gas. And it's like, oh, okay, that makes sense. And even, like, Goldeneye, there was the, the pen, like, the clicky pen, if you clicked it three times, I think, and left it, then it would explode. Yeah. And I remember, like, that's one of the only scenes I vividly remember is the, the scientist twirling the pen in his fingers and clicking, and clicking it. it. Yeah. And, like, Bond watching and, like, doing the, the mental math and then, like, eventually diving and, and getting the out of the way of the explosion. Off. I'm like, yeah. that's cool. But then by Die Another Day, it's just like, oh, God. Which is the one with the ice hotel. Die Another Day. Oh, God. I'm pretty sure. I think you're right. Yeah. I just remembered I th- that because... I think... Because he was driving a BMW at that point. Yeah. And like a super fancy car. And I, I just remember it like spinning around on the ice and everything like that on the, the big lake. And Wasn't it being attacked by the satellite? Probably. I think There's it was. satellites attacking everything in all the movies. Yeah. Just like Book of Shadows. Stupid <laughs> Book of Shadows and all those satellites. I figured we might as well move on because we've Absolutely. got a long list. And yeah. We're running lower and lower on time. Yeah. You haven't seen it, but it's Blair Witch 2. It was awful. It dropped basically everything that made Blair Witch interesting. Right. Wouldn't, I'm not a big Blair Witch fan, but I saw Book of Shadows. Right. Awful. Awful to the point that I felt bad with everyone involved, and it killed the franchise till, what, this year? Yeah. So. Well, because that's one. It was such a revolutionary horror genre, and, like, yeah. you know, it was. One of the one of the original found footage films. It popularized and, it, yeah, for sure. Like it's the reason there are so many. Yeah, and so even if you even if not every movie was a found footage, it, it it was at least something new. It was a different genre in the late '90s, early 2000s. I yeah. think it came around 2001. Yeah. Well, it's late '90s, but yeah. Okay, but it was that it could have gone on to do so many cool things, and then one bad sequel. Destroyed Shut it down. It. Yep. Until this year. Until this year. Have you heard anything about the new one? I it's mean, supposed you're to be okay. tapped in with eye horror, so yeah, I've, I've I feel heard like a little bit. Probably heard yeah, about it. Yeah. Off and on. Yeah. <laughs> folks have perhaps mentioned Blair Witch. And it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think Blair Witch is so polarizing as it is. Sure. Because, like I just said, I'm not the biggest fan of the original. Right. It's dull, but it's interesting. Right. Yeah, I, I found, like, you kind of had to pay attention at the beginning, and then in the middle, it was just like... I don't need to be here for any of this. Yeah, and then at the yeah. end, the, the end scene was like, oh, that's kind of cool, and that was it. Yeah. But it it was a lot of hype for something, you know, not a lot of payoff. Exactly. But that's also why viral marketing's a thing. Sure. Because that's how they got everything out there. Absolutely. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> 
I was so excited for The Hangover 2. Oh. I was so... Because I loved the original. I thought, yeah. like... I remember... <laughs> we're... As I as I alluded to last last week for my pitch, we uh, we do we're doing it's a wonderful life at at Lunchbox, right? Yeah, and the director's like every year we watch it's a wonderful life. It's like it's a tradition in my family. I'm like that's cool. We don't have one of those at, in our family. Like yeah. my sister, my brother, and I, and I might watch Home Alone because you know sure. that's fun. But one Christmas. We were trying. Our family was just the the six of us, including my brother in law, and we're like, we should watch a movie as a family. And we ended up watching The Hangover. My mom, my dad, my siblings, and me. And I watched The Hangover, and I was like, oh god, I don't know how mom and dad are going to deal with this. But my mom watched it because she loves Bradley Cooper, and you know, it's just like it was something different. But like, they both really enjoyed it. My dad laughed, which is strange. Kay. Usually, he'll like laugh and then say he didn't like it. But this one, he, you know, when the movie came off, he's like, I really enjoyed that. And my mom Perfect. loved it, like, and it wasn't too raunchy, so my mom didn't have too too hard a time with it. And it's just like, so I really enjoyed The Hangover, and it was fun to watch at Christmas time. So yeah. like, yeah, The Hangover too. I was expecting it to be similar because when you when you find something that works, you do you it stick to with do it. it until it doesn't work anymore. Yeah. Well, apparently that was two movies for The Hangover because the second one was terrible. It was the same movie. It was the exact same movie. With more Ken Jeong. Yeah. In what? Bangkok. Yeah, in Thailand, yeah. Anything else? Like, no. That... Well, that's the thing. Like, I like Ken Jeong, and I think in, yeah. in, oh, certain, yeah. in certain roles, he's great, and I loved his character in, in the original. Yeah. But it's just... Why was he also there again? I can't I... remember. Because it's... They're getting married there. Yeah. Okay, fine. But it was good thing that it wasn't Alan who was missing again. Like he was already back at the island, so they're going through the exact same thing. But not it was just yeah. it was just the same thing yeah. again. And I was just like, I appreciate that you that that you found success with this, and I I would have enjoyed the sequel. But you like it could have been the same three characters, but you could have found. So many other reasons why they were together. Anything else for them to do. Literally anything else. Anything else. Sure, they're partying again. That's great. But, like, it's the exact same concept. Yeah. What if they woke up on an island with nothing else? There. Hangover 2. Wake up. Tropical island by themselves. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. I'd watch that. That seems a little bit more... Different? It's something. Yeah, exactly. So then it becomes like a castaway sort of deal where yeah. they have to figure it out together and it forces the three of them together. But no, it's just, it's another party movie. Yeah. I'm just like, okay, well. So there's a third one that's come out, apparently. Yeah. I I haven't touched that because I'm like, I don't need to. Also, I heard that Bill Clinton was supposed to be in the second one and he wasn't, so I was wildly disappointed about that. Aw. I know. Just like, because I had heard rumors like, oh yeah, and like, I think Bradley Cooper talked about it on a talk show or something, and like, I can't remember exactly how it worked out, but I just like, well, there's no Clinton, I don't care. <laughs> That's Dave's take on politics, too. <laughs> what else we got, as we're running low on time? Uh, okay, I'm just going to go through the list real quick, and then we can basically stop and talk about the ones that I, I glazed over, and be like, okay, these are the ones that need talking points, so... So you're going to do all of them, and then we're going to go back? Or yeah. we'll just do it as you go, which is probably the, the only way we'll remember. Okay, Godfather 3. Awful. Okay. Um, Awful in comparison to the other 
to Godfathers, right. but probably the best movie we've talked about so far. It's just Sofia Coppola is speaking of wooden, wooden. Sure, right, just, and uh, well, it's just you're coming off the success of two of the best movies ever. Yeah, that it's making it way later, and the story of Michael is kind of. I liked where it ended, and so it felt right. unnecessary. But it's right. like, oh man, they're back. Okay, great. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh. Eh. Uh, Hunger Games, I haven't seen any of them. So we can gloss over that, but okay. yeah, I just, ugh. But just, they just, they got worse. They got worse as they went. Okay. As far as I'm concerned. Right. Come at me, tweens. <laughs> Rocky Five. They just got worse as they went. <laughs> the first Rocky, great. Yeah. Second Rocky, where he fights Clubber Lang. No. Nope. Oh, no, no, that's where he fights Apollo Creed again. And wins. Yeah, and wins. That's when he becomes champ. Right. Yeah. Third one is when he fights Clever Lang. Right, because he gets soft because he's the champ. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and then he fights, yeah, it's Mr. T, because it's, is that the, oh, no, it's Hulk Hogan that it's the charity match, right? Yeah. Yeah, and then, then he fights Clever Lang, right? Right. The fourth one, I don't mind the fourth one. It's okay. It's okay, because it shows, like, he's using old school things like bench pressing logs and, and. Well, he's Dolph, training in Soviet Russia. Yeah. Yeah. Dolph Lundgren is whatever his name is I can't remember oh man Pat will be so mad at me if I don't remember this we have a friend who is uh, Rocky obsessed yeah I can't remember Drago Drago yeah yeah nice Ivan Drago yeah Whew. <laughs> so yeah he like that one was okay and I appreciate like the end and, and... it was like a glass nost kind of the end of the yeah. Soviet era they're trying to work that together yeah yeah I haven't seen any of the... That's where I've stopped watching. Okay. So I missed Rocky Five. I missed... Sucked. Rocky Balboa. That's the next one? Better. Yeah. Right. Much better, actually. Is there a seventh? Or is that the Rocky Balboa is where it ends? Well, then there's Creed. Creed, if, if right. You're, if we're continuing the canon, because he does play Rocky Balboa again right. in Creed. There's still hope for Rocky Seven, Adrian's Revenge, though. Technically, yes. Cause, I know she's dead, but... But there's no Rocky... Yeah. Uh, there's no Rocky Six either. Was that not Rocky Balboa? I just assumed no. That Rocky it's just Balboa called was... Rocky Balboa. I just assumed that was Rocky Six. Well, then we have to assume that Creed is Rocky Seven. Damn it! Okay. Anyway, Rocky Five is awful. Tommy Guns. It's a street fight. There's a knockoff Don King. It's all about no. It's just it's bad. It's just bad. <laughs> but at that point, it's just kind of like okay, I guess you're out of ideas for now, and then right. bringing it back when older and dealing with being. A former heavyweight champ who is dealing with the health problem, sure. who's trying to find life after that, that becomes interesting again. It becomes more compelling because you kind of you're getting it's bookending his life, yeah, or his his career. But Tommy Gunn being like a loudmouth, disrespectful champ who is like, yeah, I don't need it to a belt to know that I'm the best fighter, like, right? Does Rocky beat him in the street fight? Uh, sorta, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he does. Great, I guess. All right. Are you good with that one? Sure. Caddyshack 2. Awful. You know, who's, you know who's a great replacement for Rodney Dangerfield? Jackie Mason. Mm. You know who's a great replacement for Bill... Actually, Dan Aykroyd's not a bad replacement for Bill Murray, but... No, he's not. He's, he's not fine, but he's not Bill, Bill Murray. Murray. No. And it's like, now we've gone from, you know, just the rich versus the less rich, or like the, the elite versus the, like the Rodney Dangerfield character. Old money versus new money. Sure. That's a good way to put it. To now, it's like they've turned the golf course into like a amusement Mini park. Mini golf course amusement park. Weird, yeah. And it just why I, I I've seen it once, and I think it was on TV, and I got about halfway through. It's like I can't, I can't handle this. 
And more gopher, because everyone loved the gopher. And yeah. there's, like, a female gopher, too, and, like, yeah. Like, the gopher part wasn't a, like, it wasn't a bad B-plot to that movie, but that's not the part that I want. No. I mean, the only good reason that we had that is because it meant more, more Bill Murray, but you could have found other things for Bill Murray to do. Yeah, exactly. He improvised that scene where he was knocking the heads off the flowers and narrating it as if he was at a golf tournament. Just let him do stuff. That's all you need. But it was an unnecessary sequel because the first one was so popular. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Star Wars Scorpion. Oh, Scorpion King. Uh, The mummies aren't bad. Like no, the, the, the first mummy was... Fun? Fun. Fun. It's kind of like a, a more... like a, a Old-fashioned moder- serial kind of romp. Done yeah, kind of like a modernized Indiana Jones meets, like, the occult. Sure, yeah. Yeah, with more comedy. Like, yeah, Because it's Brendan Fraser who's got a lot more one-liners and everything like yeah. that. And so that was that was fine. And the second one was okay. Yeah, I added a kid mind. and it's yeah. just like furthering the Imhotep story. Yeah, okay, I didn't sure. mind that. And then the Scorpion King. Com- completely God. unnecessary sequ- prequel. Yeah. Completely unnecessary. There is the Scorpion King in the second Mummy movie, right? That's whose bracelet clasps onto the kid to reveal the map. Right. So okay, it is yeah. like a direct prequel yeah. to the character they had in two. It's yes. just, oh my God. It's so bad. And the, the CGI scene. was awful. Yeah. There's more of them too. There's the Mummy Dragon Emperor. Yeah. Four. Yeah. Or Mummy Three, the Dragon Emperor. Curse Whatever, of the Dragon yeah. Emperor. Where the kid's grown up. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. That really helped. Yeah, I'm sure. Yikes. Uh, hey, we got Jet Li. This is going to be great. Oh, we're not going to bother using Jet Li the way Jet Li's, <laughs> you know, useful. Because how can Brendan Fraser fight Jet Li? Right. Right. Okay. Brendan Fraser was in that one? Like, he's in... Oh, man. What else has he got to do? That's fair. He Like, he had a real rough patch in the mid-2000s. Yeah. As far as, like, box office went. So it's yeah. just like, I might as well. I mean, it's money. Even yeah. if the movie's not great, at least I'm making some money. Yeah. Yeah. Blues Brothers 2000. Speaking of kids. You know who's a great replacement <laughs> for John Belushi? John Goodman. And I love John Goodman. So do I. 10 Cloverfield Lane. Have, have you seen it yet? No. You didn't take the chance to watch it? No. That's too bad. So good. Was it? Yeah. He's awesome. Treme, awesome. He, old brother, where art thou? The yeah. big Lebowski, Roseanne. Like yeah. I love John Goodman, but he is not John Belushi. No, I don't know why. And then they added a kid. Yeah, I don't get why that movie needed to be made. No, I guess they wanted something to do. Wanted to, to revisit, like look at the success that the Blues Brothers had, and you know we'll get that same success with the next generation. But it's like. That generation, the 2000s generation, didn't really, unless you grew up on Ghostbusters, who the hell is Dan Aykroyd? Yeah. Like, I love Dan Aykroyd, but that's Me too, but... I grew up on Ghostbusters and movies from the 80s. Yeah. And, and Dan Aykroyd's SNL stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love Dan Aykroyd. Oh, man. The Bassomatic? Yeah. <laughs> that is one of the best sketches of Absolutely. all time. Absolutely. Have you ever, quick sidebar, have you ever seen Eddie Murphy's James Brown? Yes. Hot tub sketch? Oh, yes. I love that sketch so much. The James much. Brown hot tub is <laughs> a celebrity so... <laughs> hot tub. If you haven't seen it, go to YouTube. Especially if you're in the States because you can YouTube anything. It's harder to do up here, but. You can get it up here, though. Okay, good. Um... <laughs> uh, anyway. But yeah, like it just. Also, what. Who in 2000 was looking for another Blues Brothers movie without John Belushi? Exactly. 
Like, I don't know why we needed another one. The first one wrapped everything up in its weird Blues Brothers-y way. Sure. Done. Okay, great. I'm fine with that. Orphanage saved. Yeah. Yay. Done and done. Who, yeah. Why do we need just to, like, showcase more artists again? I don't know. It just yeah. seemed... Which is, like, and that's... That's the best that's part That's the best part of 2000 is here's some more artists. Yeah. So, okay, cool. I'll totally watch BB King, but... Yeah. <sighs> not necessary. Not necessary. Weekend of Bernie's 2. Completely not necessary. Yeah. Fun 80s comedy, and then you turn it into a weird voodoo zombie thing? No. No. Have you seen the second one? No. Have you seen the first one? Yeah. Take Bernie. Yeah. And then anytime there's a Calypso beat, he walks. And he's walking towards his treasure. Dave's face that you can't see Spider-Man says it all. Spider-Man 3. <laughs> yeah. After 2, emo Spider-Man and... I was kind of pumped. I never, I never saw it again. This could. is another one that I, I didn't see because people told me not to. Like Derek really disliked it. Now, yeah. granted, sometimes we talked could, about that before. Yeah, but but I was really pumped about the idea of Topher Grace as, as Venom. Eddie Brock. Yeah. yeah, because I liked Topher Grace, and I thought like he and 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 Tobey Maguire kind of looked the same. I was like, this work. This makes perfect sense. Yeah. And then I just heard that it was. Lousy. Symbiote suit, and then here's Sandman again, and then right. Green Goblin, Kazari, and like, they Thomas just keep Hayden Church, but... throwing everything yeah. into it. They're like, oh, that's why you're watching so much Divorce on HBO. Have you seen that? Yeah. Nice. Well, I guess you haven't watched any Westworld yet, because no. after Westworld usually is Divorce, oh. and they advertise Divorce, which is uh, Sarah Jessica Parker's and Thomas Hayden Church. Cool. Yeah. Okay. There's two episodes left of Westworld, by the way. Oh, God, I need to catch up on that, too. <laughs> All the police academies after one. Yes. You mean you didn't like it when they added Bobcat Goldthwait? Oh, and I love Bobcat Goldthwait. Like, he's actually a really cool dude. Yeah. When, if you listen to him just talk about oh life God, and stuff, yeah. he's amazing. What was it? There was... There's a stand-up bit when he's talking about... Uh, um, being on the cat... Because he was in a, in a scene in Blow... And oh, yeah. at one point, like... Vaguely remember. Yeah. I don't remember that scene, but I guess he was in the scene with Johnny Depp and Paul Rubens. And so he walked in and he's like, hey, is any of us not on uh, on probation right now? And they kind of look and like, oh, what'd you do? I, I let, lit the Tonight Show on fire. And what'd you do? Oh, I, I can't remember what Johnny did. And then we both looked at Paul Rubens and we're like, yeah, we know what you did. <laughs> just like, he seems like he's a really... I think... It, get past the voice and I, I'm sure that's a, a an act it's a, there's an act thing right too. Yeah. and like you get past that and I feel like he'd be really fun to hang out with yeah. cause I know I've I've talked about the Nerdist podcast with you before yeah. but if you if you do sign up for it and you still do start grabbing stuff grab the Bobcat Goldthwait is one. that right it's a really interesting like after obviously I know you're gonna go through Jeff Bridges first cause there's like it's the dude six hours of Jeff Bridges that does make me really happy yeah. I need to start driving a Red Deer again so I can start listening to more podcasts. <laughs> anyway, what were we talking about? Oh, uh, all the police academies oh, after. Yeah. The first three-ish, okay. Right. The first one's the best. The second one, uh, okay, we're starting to stretch it a bit. Yeah. And then the third one is the last one with Mahoney. And then after oh. that, it's just like, okay. Right. This can stop now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean... If it weren't for the Stonecutters, we probably wouldn't have any of the police academies anyway. It's true. It, but, <laughs> but still. Yeah, that's kind of like, that's the end of that. Wasn't Kim Cattrall in the first one? Yeah, she was. So, yeah. yeah. 
and the guy I can never remember his name, but like the guy who does the the voice, the sound effects, remarkable. Yeah, but he's awesome. There's only so much you can and like. High Towers, great. Yeah, and like the the first, the first few one? are oh, great. Yeah, the uh, first one is great. The first one, second is one, great. okay. Yeah, because that's where they introduce Bobcat, right, as the main bad guy. Oh, okay. And yeah. then he co- comes to the police academy in three or four. Right. And then he like they start caring for. Uh, yeah. Anyway, series that went too long. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, because there's what like seven eight. or eight of them now. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like. Can't wait for the reboot. Oh, seriously. Honey, I blew up the kid. Yeah, completely unnecessary. The first one was good. I remember yeah, watching that in the drive-in. Fun. I was young when it came out. I was like, what a cool concept. And like... Yeah. Crazy Rick Moranis scientist shrinks at the kids. Yeah. Like, I've never looked at Cheerios the same way. Like Exactly. You yeah. always check to make sure you're not eating children. Exactly. I get it. <laughs> right? That's what... If they, I learned one thing from movies, it's that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess it's the end of the list. Young Guns 2. Yay. (laughs) Well, I guess that's it. Uh, Also, neither of us have seen the Independence Day sequel yet, because... We've heard awful things about it. Yeah, so, but that does feel unnecessary. Anyway, Young Guns 2. Yay! You, Mr. and Miss Internet, are the lifeblood of our podcast, and we want to answer your questions or just have a good old chat. Want to talk to us on Twitter? Dave can be found at David Ron. That's Ron with two N's. I can be found at Sean Cord. That's Sean with a U. And we are at Guys From Podcast. Email us at guysfrompodcast at gmail.com. Not the Gmail, but Gmail. Facebook us at The Guys From. Instead of watching Boondock Saints 2 All Saints Day, ask us to talk about happy things. Yeah. If you enjoy Guys from Podcast, tell your friends, tell your family, tell anybody that can help us do this more because we like doing it and we want to do it more. Yep. The best way to do that is to give us a rating. You can do that on iTunes and that will help all the pod grabbers basically make us more accessible. Yeah. Right? Yes. I'm getting better at this one. Yes, you are. We're available on pretty much anywhere podcasts are found, including Player FM, Podbean, the Blueberry app, and Stitcher, the innovative on-demand podcast app. Hey, Dave, is there anything you wanted to plug? Check out Mr. Right on Netflix. It stars Anna Kendrick, Sam Rockwell, and Tim Roth. It's kind of a spin, a fun spin on a movie about a hitman, but also involves romance, but in a fun sort of way. Uh, it made me giggle, and there's some moments like, oh, that's kind of fun. So I checked it out last night because it had Sam Rockwell in it. John? Okay. On our website, theguysfrom.com, aside from hosting this today rather disappointing podcast, because of what we were talking about, I'm sure you enjoyed yourselves as much as we enjoyed ourselves. (laughs) We also write articles on things like music. That's indie music every Tuesday, throwback tracks every Thursday. I I just checked our movie section. We haven't written in there for quite a while. I'm on it. The gaming session's doing well. Well, you still owe us a trip report. We talked about The Simpsons, which you're all enjoying. Thank you. And where can I find all that again? www.theguysfrom.com. Oh, yeah. I guess we do have to remind you, don't we? <laughs> Head to iHorror.com for all of your horror news, interview, and review needs. And I do this every time we talk about it. Don't watch any of these. <laughs> don't waste your time. Except maybe some, if you're looking for a bad shark movie, some of the Jaws sequels are good. But, oh, man, just watch something good. Special thanks to The Sweets for our terrific opening music. Check out their website at www.wearethesweets.com. And also, I thank you guys on a somewhat regular basis, but thanks to you guys for listening and sending in all your topics. 
we do this for you guys and we couldn't do this without you guys so keep them coming and thanks for listening this has been episode 143 of the guys from podcast the barbecue peanuts podcast thanks for listening once again i'm sean and i'm dave taking us out this week is our friend the sweets friends not friend i think it's band not a person and their song prairie blues Remember, if you have an original song that you would like us to feature at the end of our podcast, send us an mp3 or the link to your SoundCloud along with any information about your band that you would like us to pass along. Make sure your SoundCloud has a download link so Sean can get that legally. We're big fans of the indie community and we want to lend our support. Our email address is guysfrompodcast at gmail.com. Have a great week, everybody. The Guys From Podcast is brought to you in part by being super late today. Being super late today. That's why we've been eating those barbecue peanuts you may have occasionally heard us crinkling through. Delicious peanuts. Thank you.